0: Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncy Mavasser, and broadcasting live from Shlorko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number one. On Wednesday, November 22nd, Israel's war cabinet approved the four-day ceasefire deal that promises the release of over 50 hostages held by Hamas. Every additional day of the ceasefire is said to free 10 more hostages. Additionally, the Red Crescent, a division of the Red Cross, will visit the remaining hostages in Gaza to assess their health condition and provide them with medication. Most of the Israeli children and their mothers held hostage in Gaza will be included in the deal. Hamas is supposed to locate additional mothers and children whom it claims to not know their whereabouts. If found after four days, they will be returned with an additional ceasefire day. Israel, for its part, will release 150 prisoners held on security related charges, youth and women who were not convicted of murder. For every additional hostage that is returned, there will be an additional three prisoners released. Israel's Justice Ministry published on its website the list of up to 300 prisoners who could be released as part of the expected deal with Hamas. The youngest are 14-year-olds, held on charges ranging from throwing of explosives and Molotov cocktails, endangering lives as well as attempted terror attacks not such innocent people. The Israeli public will now be given 24 hours to petition the Supreme Court before both parties will enter a ceasefire for at least four days, and the exchange of hostages and prisoners will begin. U.S. President Joe Biden welcomed the deal, saying, I'm gratified that these brave souls who have endured endured an unspeakable ordeal will be reunited with their families once this deal is fully implemented. But even with the hostage deal in place, the Israeli government insists that the IDF and the security forces will continue the war in Gaza to return all abductees, complete the complete elimination of Hamas and ensure that Gaza does not renew any threat to the state of Israel. Overnight, the Iron Dome system intercepted the object that triggered hostile aerial infiltration alerts near the community of Hanita. The IDF also conducted an overnight operation in Tulkarim in the West Bank. The troops reported killing five terrorists On Tuesday, November 21st, the IDF's Givani Brigade's combat team executed a targeted raid on the headquarters of Hamas's Northern Brigade. The strategic strike took place in the upscale Sheikh Zayed area, situated in the northern region of the Gaza Strip. This affluent neighborhood is known to house numerous senior officials of the Hamas organization. The decision to raid this particular location underscores the audacious nature of the mission given the neighborhood's luxury status and the presence of high-ranking Hamas members. The operation was aimed at dismantling key Hamas infrastructure, strategically positioned within civilian populated areas. Number two. Bahrain's finance minister quelled concerns that Israel's war with Hamas could negatively impact progress between the Abraham Accords partners. While attending the Future Investment Initiative conference in Riyadh, Bahraini Finance Minister Sheikh Salman bin Khalifa al-Khalifa addressed concerns that the fighting might force regional integration to take a step back, saying that the opposite must occur. The finance minister argued that the, quote, traditional lines that have existed, referring to ethnic and religious lines that used to inform discourse, should be ignored, and those who are, quote, looking to destroy should not be part of determining the future of the region. Instead, the minister concluded, quote, We have to look at the line of those who are looking forward to building and ensuring that those are the people that we are empowering. Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates were the first two countries to sign the landmark Abraham Accords deal with Israel, which have been heavily focused on building economic peace in the region. Since the outset of the war, on October 7th, Manama and Abu Dhabi have condemned the massacre of civilians. On Wednesday, November 22nd, at the United Nations, the Bahraini mission reiterated its call for an immediate ceasefire and to provide protection to civilians in gaza and israel the bahraini ambassador to the united nations addressed the security council emergency meeting on the situation in gaza and israel to demand that all prisoners hostages and detainees must be released and that medical aid food water and fuel be allowed into gaza number three the white house declassified intelligence on tuesday november 21st indicating that the Rus- that russia's wagner group an infamous russian mercenary group is planning to provide sophisticated air defense capabilities to iran or the lebanese proxy group hezbollah quote our information indicates that wagner at the direction of the russian government was preparing to provide an air defense capability to either hezbollah or iran said national security council spokesperson john kirby we are certainly prepared to use our counterterrorism sanctions authorities against russian individuals or entities that might make these destabilizing transfers kirby said in early november unnamed u.s officials told the wall street journal that wagner forces were preparing to send hezbollah the Pantsir s-1 a mobile anti-aircraft rocket launcher along with 30 millimeter ammunition to use the system the information that was reported by the wall street journal is concerning said white white house spokeswoman adriana watson We know that Russia has refused to condemn Hamas for a terrific terrorist attack on Israel, and they recently hosted Hamas officials in Moscow. This comes as Russia is continuing to commit atrocities in Ukraine. Fighting has continued to escalate on the Israel-Lebanon border in recent weeks following Hamas' surprise attack on October 7th. In mid-October, Israel evacuated large stretches of northern border communities after several rockets were fired at civilian infrastructure from the Lebanese terrorist group. On Tuesday night local time, November 21st, Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Kohn warned the United Nations Security Council that its failure to fully implement Resolution 1701, passed by the body at the culmination of the 2006 Second Lebanon War, outlining the disarmament of Hezbollah, would likely lead to a broadening of the current conflict. For the good of regional stability and to avoid further escalation, The next session of the U.N. Security Council must adopt a totally different approach in order to end the dangerous violations by Hezbollah and other terrorist groups on the border, said the minister. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.